Good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome to another episode of Revealing Hill. I'm Coach Dale. Oh yes, I'm your host. Y'all, I have an amazing guest today. Tracy Hollis is in the building. Lord, to the mercy. She has a story to tell this morning. Her story is going to begin with, oh, you tried it, but it didn't work. She's going to share her story of overcoming in order that you will be inspired, encouraged, and motivated. We want Motivation Monday, each and every Monday, to be a Monday that gets you throughout the week. You know, everybody needs something to motivate them, to inspire them, to get them through the week. And let me just tell you, personally, the enemy has really been trying it, you know, from different little ailments and sicknesses and, you know, but it didn't work. To God be the glory, even on my end, it didn't work. We've got work to do. Whatever it is that God has called you to do, be intentional. Be intentional about doing what God has called you to do. And I'm a firm believer, Tracy, that when God calls you to do something, it's not going to be a challenge. <laughs> if you depend on him, you're going to be able to handle that thing, and it's just for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and show your love. For Tracy Hollis, hello to you this morning, beautiful. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I am doing amazing, and I have been so intentional about you sharing your story. Uh, the model for revealing heal is you can't heal if you won't reveal. I want you to reveal today with the people that are listening. First of all, who you are, what is it that you do, and how the topic relates to you. Oh, you tried it, but it didn't work. Well, again, thank you for the invite. I'm really excited to God be the glory. I am Dr. Tracy Hollis Moore. Oh, listen, y'all. Wait a minute. Hey, glory. Listen. <laughs> y'all, she said, <clears throat> I am Dr. Tracy Hollis. Y'all right? Yes, I am. yes, yes. This is a young, beautiful 34-year-old woman. Ladies and gentlemen, look at God. Hallelujah. Dr. Tracy Hollis is in the building. I stand corrected. Proceed. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I'm actually married. I've been married for one year. I got married last year, so my last name is Moore. I'm really excited. My husband's name is Bishop Jerron Moore. Um, and God is just doing some things. I am currently also in the dental industry. So I beautifying teeth and um, encouraging people about oral health because it's very important. Everything, the or your oral health is connected to everybody, everything in your body. So I'm all about that. I'm also a current student. I'm going back to school. They call me a school junkie because um, I love education. I love to educate myself. I want to learn. God gave me the blood vessels. He gave me the wits and zeal. I want to learn. Um, also, the topic that was, I'm telling you, when you gave me that topic to ponder on it, um, I'm like, yeah, he tried it, but it did not work. The enemy been trying me since before I was even born in my mother's womb. My mother, Dr. Crystal Pugh, had me at the age of 14. So you already know stuff was um, rejection and abandonment and lies and 
her was in my mom. So what? because she was carrying me, everything that she was going through on the outside, I was feeling on the inside. So when I came out, when I was birthed out in October, but I was not supposed to be birthed out until November, I came out trauma. I was colicky. I cried a lot. People had to hold me because of what my mother was going through at the age of 14. That thing predicated on me. What people said when they rejected my mom and said my mama was going to be anything but a teenage mother, that thing tried to attach itself. That's what we have to be careful your body your mind women your body is a tree it's a seed anything that goes in and it comes out it can manifest good or it can manifest bad and i'm telling you my mom went through a lot so that credit again predicated on me so my dad abandoned me and my mom because he was a grown man 21 years old so he abandoned us. So I experienced abandonment at an early age before I even knew what abandonment was. And so I went through life, you know, trying to find love. And I, I with my dad, because my dad was the first person to break my heart. But let me tell you something. Before I knew who God was, God already knew me. He already formed me. He already knew me. He loved me. But I didn't really understand who I was. Even to the point where my family, you know how black families, they, you know, they love you, but they never verbally said to this day, my, my grandmother, my mom don't know where I heard the word I love you from. They do not know to this day, but I was the one in the family to bring that to my family to say, I love you. So now before we got off the phone, we tell each other, we love you. you I love you have a good day I end up starting something that's becoming generational even my cousins that's on the street we always tell each other we love it is yes words are action words is, is a tree it's life you either gonna speak life or speak death but I don't know where they said heard this word from but I brought that into my family so now we are on this so again the enemy tried it but it did not work he tried me big time because he already knew what my life was going to entail so what he tried to do he uh one he let my dad abandonment rejection let down setback so I'm experiencing this now my mother has married this um NFX NFL player. I thought I was getting something major. I'm like, oh, finally I get a dad. Now I have a, a stepsister that I inherited. So now I've got somebody that's close in age that we can grow up together. We can be, you know, I'm big sister, you middle sister because my mom or I have a sister. So she's like eight years younger than me. So I finally got somebody, I'm like, finally got a man that loves his daughter. So if he loves his daughter, he's going to love me. That's what I thought. Because you have your own daughter, you know a, a father-daughter relationship. So now you're going to inherit another daughter who's a good girl. So we can all, you know, merge together as a blended family. Wrong. That man was a stepfather from hell, hell and high water. That man tried to take me out so many times. I did not know what self-esteem was, y'all. Y'all gotta understand this. I didn't know what self-esteem was because I just thought everybody was pretty. I, I thought that, I mean, even the people that had some disabilities, I thought they were unique. But this man brought me down so low that I was, thought I was the ugliest thing walking. He talked about my lips. He talked about the way I was shaped. He talked about my complexion because his daughter was a bright complexion. She was on my, She was so bright that she was like clear, almost like a white woman, but she's black. And he he always murdered, you so black. You got lip the shocker, your lips be this and that. And that thing, 
I say that if he talking about me so bad on the inside, when you're supposed to have a safe haven on the inside, then when you're on the outside, come on, y'all. <laughs> I'm telling you, this thing was so bad. This man put me on punishment for dumb stuff, stuff that his daughter did. I had to take the hit. This man was perverted, very perverted. I was talking about the way my booty was shaped. He would be mean in the daytime and try to come in my room at nighttime. Come on, somebody. He, you know those are signs of abusers. He would be nice, be mean to me, say evil stuff about me. I mean, even when I made probably like four Bs and two As, he said that wasn't an honor roll. But if his daughter made like five As and one B, that's the honor roll. No, both of them is the same. He was always making us come in competition and we didn't like that. This man, I mean, even on my birthday, y'all, when I was 12 years old, this man made me feel like I was, like, like I should not even be on this earth. My mother went to church on a Thursday night, the day before my 12th birthday. This man called me in his room, in their bedroom. My mom's in church. And he was like, oh, you trying to act hard? Because I was a tomboy. I was a, tom a cute tomboy at that. I was a tomboy, so yeah, I, 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 you know, I can, I can tussle with the boys now. I'm strong. I don't put you in the chokehold. And this man brought me to the room and pushing me back and oh, trying, you know, trying to, trying to make me have some type of fear. But I was standing my ground. So he was like, "Oh, you, you strong, huh? You think? Oh, you think you all of that?" And he pushed me back and he, he straddled on top of me. He straddled on top of me where his. Private man, private parts was sitting just an inch above my lady parts, and he held my arm back because he's strong. Remember, he's a he's an NFL player, and he held my arm strong, and he blowing kisses in my ears and, and spitting in my ear, said, "Oh, you think you're strong?" And I, for that moment, I thought I was going to be raped, and I was like, "Please let me go." But in my head, I was like, "God, don't let this happen." Do not let me get raped by this man I call a dad. God, you got to get me out of this. And then again, me and God didn't have no relationship yet. Now, I had a relationship through my mom and through my grandmother, but I did not have a relationship with Jesus yet. I had to get him on my own. So again, he tried it, but it did not work. So the enemy that was working on, uh, working behind the man I call father, which I don't know what in his mind possessed him, but he 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 had me tight, and he was blowing in my ear and spitting in my ear and saying crazy stuff in my ear. But I had some strength that I was able to push him off, and then he gonna push me and then try to threaten me by getting me by whipping me. So I went through so much hurt. I questioned everything about me. I questioned why was I created? I questioned if my dad abandoned me. My dad rejected me. Now I got a new father. He's doing the same thing. So now it's a cycle with fathers rejecting their daughter, which was me. My biological, now my stepfather. So I'm going through seven years of hell. This man, he he just didn't want me to be successful. He wanted me just to be dumb and a street woman. But I had to fight every day to make sure that I did not give up or give in. And, and I'm telling you, with him, 
it brought, I'm telling you, sometimes we don't understand why these relate, why our parents get into relationships or why you was birthed in a family. But sometimes it's to bring awareness of generational trauma, generational cycles. Sometimes you have to be the sacrifice for people to see that something is wrong with this individual. It could be mental, it could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be financial or spiritual. And something had to be brought on this man because he was doing things that was really what didn't make sense. You had a good family, a good wife. Your girls are smart. All three of your girls are smart. They in honors classes. They making good grades. They, they in extracurricular activities. They are the model family, the black model family, like the Huxtables. But what you did, because you couldn't see past your nose, you destroyed it. Seven years of hell. But don't we know in the Bible, seven means what? Completion of a thing. There was some things that had to be completed, but I had to go through some things. I had to go through and learn what grace meant. I had to go through and learn what forgiveness was. I had to learn what not to do if I got into a relationship with a man. I'm telling you, God's have sometimes you have to go through the process. The process don't feel good. It did not feel good to me. I cried so much. My songs to get through was the battles not yours. It belongs is for the Lord. Yolanda Adams. I had to listen to the group Risen. I'm telling that stuff. I'm even about to tear up now. Now because I'm sad because I'm an overcome. I had to yes, overcome. Sir. Come on, God. I had to overcome what the enemy tried to kill me, tried to take me out. This man laid in the bed and with me and want to talk nice to me. Want to ask me about my day, but you destroyed my day. You started my day out by destroying my self-esteem. You you came in the middle of my day not caring nothing about me, but at night when I'm sleeping, you want to knock on my door and want me to open the door and you want to talk to me nice. Ask me about my day. How did I think about this situation? Ain't no dad should do that. No man in general. I don't care if you got daughter, stepdaughter, granddaughter. That that is <laughs> that that's not right. But I realized that had happened to him. He went through some trauma in his young life. So instead of him getting the healing, he just just got with us and just tried to break us in all parts of life. I'm telling you, I could not even see how beautiful I was until I had to go far away when I graduated from high school. He did not want me to have nothing, no car. He did not, he wanted his daughter to have everything before me, but I was the oldest. I wasn't in the streets. I didn't have a bad name, but the enemy tried me. He tried it with my self-esteem because then the Bible said that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. I didn't know that scripture until I went off to college. That's why I said I had to have a relationship with God myself, not through my family, but I had to have a relationship with God so he can tell me, though everything is going to go down but the word of God. Everything, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will be forevermore. And I had to learn that God loved me in spite of what I saw in the mirror, what, I, what others thought 
they saw I had to go through this because it was not, the assignment was not just for Tracy. I one day have to have daughters and I have to teach them the ways of the Lord and raise them up in the things of the Lord and to know what self-esteem is. And when somebody try to tear it down, you will have a word that will catapult that thing. You will, it's like a boomerang. I had to do that because there were people around me that was committing suicide because of what their father was doing and what they did not do or what the boyfriend, I even got into an abusive relationship similar to what the marriage was with my mom. And this man was abusive, tearing down my self-esteem, didn't want me to have nothing, didn't want me to go. He wanted to suppress me. I found out what suppression meant, what oppression meant. I already knew what abandonment and rejection was, but now I'm experiencing some other things. I'm experiencing, when I say no means no, it means no. Boyfriend or not, no means no. But, oh, I'm your boyfriend. No, I don't want it. But forcing himself, and that's why I'm just being honest, that's why I didn't like sex for a long time. Because I'm like, no means no. The Bible said, let your nose be nose and your gaze be gaze. See, people don't understand. It ain't just biblical. This thing is, 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 is like I said, it's a circle. It, it circled me. It, it didn't follow me. This spirit followed me even into college because I was so broken in middle school. I was broken in high school. I took that brokenness to college. On the outside, yes, naturally pretty. But on the inside, I was torn into pieces. God broke my heart, y'all. God literally broke my heart, but it was not for my bad, but it's, everything was for the good. The good and the bad worked together. They both coincide with one another. I went to college. I went to college far away, probably three states over from Florida, because I'm from Florida. And when I tell you I got to college and had a major identity crisis, <laughs> remember God said he fearfully and wonderfully made me but I end up wanting to take on someone else's identity and I took on I don't know if you know her name but the rapper trainer from Miami Beach Florida I took on the way she was because she was pretty she had the long hair she had the brown skin the men loved her she had the nice body the nice butt and I'm just being honest and she had the same walk I have a stained wall even to this day so I'm like okay I'm shaved like her got the hourglass shade my waist small, my hips, you know, nice size up. I got to stay walking fine. I don't took on her, her spirit now and, and just not being funny. But at the time, Trina couldn't keep a man at the time. She was dating this guy and this guy. And guess what I found myself doing? Jumping from Tom, Dick, and Harry. I'm jumping from man to man because, one, I don't know who I am. But God trying to show me through dreams because I am a dreamer. I am a prophet. He's showing me who I am. But instead, I'm like, okay, God, I see what you're saying. I'll wait till I'm, you know, a little bit older. I want to enjoy being fabulous in 19, fabulous in 20, fabulous in 21. So during that time, I'm getting multiple tattoos. I'm getting piercings in different areas, being honest. And I'm hanging out with girls who already had a bad name and I didn't know that, but I hung up with them. So what they said, birds of a feather flock together. So now I'm doing stuff they doing. And then one day I realized like, Lord, this ain't even me. I got to get away from these girls. Cause every time I'm around them, we got a fight in the club. Somebody man being, it was just so much drama. I had to get away. Again, I still had an identity crisis. And so I joined a sorority. 
still going through identity crises. They gave me the name Seductor. That's my name, uh, my sorority name, Seductor. So what that means, seducing spirit. So I have a, I had a seducing spirit, and it was real because I can, I can look at you one, I can look at you once. I'm talking about for the man because I ain't doing no stuff with no women. I would look at a man like hmm, he coming with me. And he just knew, he just knew we didn't even have to verbally say nothing. I could just look at him and he coming my way by all, me and my friend's drinks. Again, the enemy tried it because he even tried to try me with getting people who had diseases. That's what the Bible say. He will be with you even if you made your bed in hell. I could have made my bed in hell and hell is forevermore. Hell don't stop. Hell is continuous. And I was on that road of making my bed in hell continuous. It took a situation on Facebook for me to realize who I was. I was cyberbullied. I put a picture out on Facebook back in 2009. I was looking cute in my swimsuit. I had my first official, um, what is it called, photo shoot. I was proud of my body, my tattoos. I was just proud of it. But then I had people to say on Twitter, oh, her body ain't real. Oh, there she go with those big clown lips. Oh, look at, I'm telling you, look at her hair. I mean, I, I mean, it was so bad that before we even knew the word viral meant, like we know now for social media, it went viral on social media platforms, different ones. And that thing hurt me because I would walk on my college campus and people talking about me and sniggling and giggling and kiki and a high high. Again, the enemy tried it. So I'm going to bring this thing full circle. He tried it big time. And that's why he got punched in his mouth big time because he didn't know what God was about to do in my life. He was about to shape, make, and break. Look, God broke me down, but baby, listen, broken crayons still can color. God can use anybody in any situation, and he used Tracy. He used me. I had to, when they said escape, go, I had to be the one. I had to be the sacrifice. Because somebody may not have been strong on social media, being done wrong, talked about, being adding stuff to it. They committed suicide, but I wasn't going to commit suicide. I was going to show you better than I could tell you that I was going to stand 10 toes down, no matter why the outcome. Yes, I had to cry. I had to purge. I wanted to just run from everything, but the enemy, but the, um, but the enemy was trying me real big. I'm talking about big, big mad at me because a way I was shaped. You had girl, mom, I had sorority sisters, lying sisters that was talking about me. We pledged together. We bonded together. I know your secrets. You know my secret. We know our secrets. And you let the peanut gallery pull you in to talk about your sister. I never did that. So again, the enemy tried it. <laughs> so with the identity crises, what my chapter mother had to get on me. She said, let me tell you something. You get your crown and you fix it. She said, I don't care what those hating females do. You're going to hold your head up. You're going to finish strong. You're going to finish college here. Because I was about to apply to another college. I was going to get away from it. But why would I, if I would have left that school, they would have followed me even at yes. another school. Absolutely. Those spirits follow you. They are attached to you if you don't get it right. And remember, I'm not, I'm not saying I was perfect, but I, I had a perfect body. And people were mad with that. They was mad about my confidence again. The enemy tried it. 
remember my comp my confidence became low at a young age uh -huh. and then now it's following me when I'm, I'm coming into my own woman so with the identity crisis i say you know what lord enough is enough enough is enough i'm tired of being abused by men i'm tired of being abused by people i call a friend i'm tired of being abused by even some of the administrators at my school i'm tired because there were things i wanted to do and they they went behind my back to make sure that i could not accomplish stuff i'm like god all this stuff was burdened on me but he knew that my back was strong he knew that i'm not gonna let you fall it may look like you're falling, but I got your back. He had to swing that thing around because there were girls in college committing suicide. There were girls that you would read articles about that were killed with slicing and dicing. I didn't want that testimony of me killing somebody going to jail or even get off if it was necessary. I knew that there was something down on the inside of me that was great. So once I went to church of my apostle, apostle Tommy Brown, in Florida, he had a conversation with me and he said that what God said about my life, God said you an evangelist. God said that you're going to be great. You, he made you pretty for a reason. He made you strong for a reason. He made you to have big lips for a reason because guess what people are doing now? They're getting lip fillers, but you didn't have to get lip fillers. People are getting their colors darker by putting on either getting a tan, but you didn't have to. People getting butt injections. You already had the butt. You got the small ways. People getting tummy tucks to get what you got. You don't have to do these extra things. God created you in his image. Why are you letting the people who want what you got try to change you? And I had to realize, okay, God, you bad. <laughs> My daddy got bad all by him. So that's why he's I am that I am. So once again, the enemy tried it. So when I had to go through it, I still had people that would say stuff. I would go to class, teachers doing stuff, administrators saying evil stuff. But when they realized they could not break Tracy, I had purpose. I have a destiny. They tried to sabotage me. Don't you know sabotage comes to bring vindictiveness? It brings it brings jealousy, envy, strife. It keeps things going on. But God said, I give you purpose because you have a destiny. You have life, you have liberty, you have a business. He said, I'm going to give you good relationships. You got financial, financial wealth, Deuteronomy 8, 18, the power of wealth. He said, but if you go into the world, you won't experience my glory. Now, I didn't say I got saved yet. I'm just saying what God told me in the midst of my mess. I was in my mess and he was blessing me even in my mess. I know they say, Jesus, God, I'm blessing mess. Yes, he did for me. He blessed me in my mess because he gave me awareness of who I am. He gave me a new sight because my sight was clouded with trying to be a bad bee, trying to be the baddest bee, trying to do things that other people was doing and saying and walking and talking. I had to find who I was, what made Tracy happy, what would make God happy, what would bring this purpose together because the purpose was unlocked and it was unlocked for a reason. Sometimes we got to go through the abuse. We have to go through shame. We have to go through letdowns. We have to even go through setbacks. Absolutely. But if you know who you are and whose you are, I know who I am. 
I didn't know for a long time. But when that situation broke me, that situation about the cyberbullying part broke me more than what my stepdad did. But I'm telling you, I had to go through the fire. The fire refines you. It brings attention and awareness. It brought so much awareness about my self-esteem that I don't let nobody say nothing bad about me. They, they can say what they want to say. Because, baby, you can say what you want to say, but you're not going to say it in here. Because the Bible said life and death is in the power of the tongue. So whatever death you're trying to speak, whatever altar you got my name on, you better be careful because God is not playing with people. He will, he answered by fire, he will burn you up. And there are people had to come back and apologize to me years later. I mean, literally years later, I had people reaching out saying that they were sorry. I'm sorry for what I said about you on social media. I'm sorry for the way I've done. I mean, literally, he would make your enemies your footstool. They thought what it was going to do at my college was going to stop me. No, ministry was already birthed in college. I was just enjoying being, just being free and young. But I was still doing ministry. People still were calling me to pray. They say, every time you pray, it comes to pass. You will speak, will speak a word and it will come to pass. Even in my mess. <laughs> Even, and the enemy, again, tried it. He thought he was going to shut my mouth because of social media, because being cyberbullied. I could have sued everybody, but what was that going to profit me? More trauma. The healing process was already started young, and it's still starting. I'm not mad the way they did it. I'm not even mad the way my stepdad did because he thought I wasn't going to become nothing. That's why you have to put your, you got to be careful who you put your mouth on. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. You couldn't see past your nose to see that your daughter, me, was a prophet. And God, the anointing cost me. It cost me so much, Miss Deb. It costed me almost my life. It costed me my mind. It costed me my time. It costed me even the way my body felt because my body was in agony. It was in pain. It costed me even going into depression. And let me tell you this, when I realized to me, when I did my work, my first, my research, the first known depression and suppression, because you know, some people get depressed, they don't want to eat, they don't want to sleep, was in Hannah. In 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 1, I think was verse 8, if I'm not mistaken, when Hannah did not want to eat. She was in so much turmoil about her wanting to have a baby. And because right. of her adversary, let me tell you about the adversary, the adversary watching you. It look like the adversary is winning. But let me tell you something. I don't care if you're in a barren season. You got to know that God is about to make that, that, that barren season. He got to make it a blessed nation, a blessed season. She had to go through what her adversary looked like she was being blessed. But let me tell you, she just didn't know who was in front of her because Anna had the promised child. She had the nation. Come on, somebody. She birthed out a prophet of the nation. She looked like she was not winning, even on her husband. But her husband knew there was something special about her because he loved her more than he did Penina. Penina could just pop babies like cats and puppies. But the one that he loved the most, don't you know, when God loved you, and let me say, there's some people that really got some favor with God. When God loved you the most, you gonna go through more hell than anybody. But do you have enough courage to trust in him for the purpose to be fulfilled? 
it came through all of that with me. It came through it all. Because God said, I have purpose for you, Tracy. I don't care what them people say about you. They talked about Jesus and he was the common king. They're not gonna, you're not gonna come the way everybody comes. You're not gonna look like everybody. You're not gonna sound like everybody. You're not gonna preach like everybody. But guess what? The enemy tried it. He should have took me out when he had a chance when my mother was 14, when my mom could have had an abortion. But God knew the purpose and plan that he had for my life. He knew what the expected end was coming. The expected end. I, yes, ma'am. Because if I didn't, I'm telling you, that I went through a lot. But God to go, God to be the glory. He He's brought me here and my story is still being written. Hallelujah. Listen. <laughs> my God. The truth has been told. <laughs> this is like a, a, a sealer moment. You know, I know that there are many out there that are listening this morning and they're saying, this is just what I needed. They're saying, this is just what I needed. And they're saying, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I can hear it in the spirit. They're saying, thank you. Thank you, Lord. What we like today is transparency. What we like today is truth. Raw and uncut truth. Because people are tired of the lies. No. Reality, reality TV is something that people are really enjoying these days because they get to see the realness of people. They want to see real life. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of foolery that's on TV, but people are drawn to it because of the real lifeness that they can relate to. It's time for the people of God to come forward yes. and stop making it look so pretty. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. Loud and clear. <laughs> I want to thank you for your transparency. I want to thank you for letting God use you because my prayer for you was that you would allow God to do just that. I said, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable to you. Release, release. I just wanted God to just flow through you because see, it's for his glory, not yours. And everything that you've been through was not in vain. <laughs> you gave the devil two black eyes today. Oh, he tried it. He tried, he tried it. Tried. Mercy God. Yes. I want to take this time to speak to some people that are listening this morning. And I just want to remind them that your story is your story. Your truth is your truth. Don't dilute it. Don't take pieces of it out to make people feel comfortable. Because when you're going through what you're going through, it is not comfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't in any way, you know, 
make it fit for you. You can't, it's like, it's just a mess. And when you share the story, you need to be authentic and unapologetically you. Yes. So that God can get the glory out of your truth. Dr. Tracy, take this time to, to share with the people what it is that you desire that people remember you for when the Lord take you home. Mm. <laughs> mm, my God. Well, I want the people to know about me. I want to have a legacy. Because the Bible says you may have diamonds and rubies and pearls, but a good name lasts. I want to have a good name that when people hear the name Dr. Tracy Hollis Moore, that that woman did not give up and she did not give in and she beat the hell out of generational curses. She beat the hell out of it because I because I did. I, you know, in my story, I did not share about my, I have multiple degrees, college degrees. I have, that's why I'm a doctor. Um, state certified, you know, state board certification. Um, I ha- I'm a business owner. I am an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur. I'm soon to be author. I mean, empowerment speaker. I just had a women's conference last month. I want them to know what the enemy tried to play on me. It did not work. The enemy tried to slap me in the back of the head, but what he didn't know, I had the father, son, the Holy Spirit be his tail. That's why they devil don't like me because he thought he are. <laughs> don't you know the enemy already know who to play with? He was like, yeah, I know I know. God got his hand on her, but I'm going to still see what I can do. He thought he had a loophole, but what he did, he took, he, he, he fell into his own trap, his own booby trap. I want the people to know that Tracy Raquel Hollis-Moore did not give up. She did not give in, no matter the task, no matter how nasty it was, the smell, the taste, no matter what situations I even put my own self in, I still overcame it. I don't look like what I've been through. I even look younger now than I did years ago. I looked a little bit older because God refined me and he preserved my beauty for ashes. He preserved my beauty for now. So I can tell people who have been through low self-esteem, low self-worth, been abused by their ex-stepfathers or even biological, even their husbands, brothers, that guess what? You don't have to die in that situation. Don't commit suicide. It is not the ending of a thing, but it's the beginning of a thing. You can beat, you can beat suicide. You don't have to take your life. I know I wanted to take mine at 14, but I thought about it. I don't, I don't like the heat anyway. I like being an AC and I'm not going to hell. <laughs> I don't like the devil. He don't look too good to me. So I need to do some rearranging. You know what? Because my name is leaving a good, my name is good and I'm leaving a legacy. So that's why I want the people to know, don't you ever throw in the towel because God's going to throw that towel right back at you. (laughs) Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if y'all heard me in the beginning when I told y'all she is a young 34-year-old doctor and as she stated with many degrees and if she had given in, if she had given in to the enemy, she wouldn't have achieved these things. And let me remind you, she's not bragging. 
it's all for the glory of God. God is using everything that she has accomplished that the enemy did not want her to accomplish. Yes. She is using every bit of it for God's glory. And yes. ladies and gentlemen, that is what you're supposed to do. That is legacy. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so excited. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you sweet, beautiful queen. I just thank God for this opportunity. I thank God that he's, called, he's chosen me to, 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 to headline this and do this because it was birthed out of pain. To be able first to acknowledge your own truth, make room for other people's truths. The devil don't like that. Mm -hmm. He would love to shut us up. Yes. But see, we tell our story first so he can't. <laughs> Can nobody tell your story better than you? Come on, somebody. So at this time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I want you to make sure that you tune in each and every Monday at 6 a.m. for a different story from a different um, beautiful person that's got the courage to share their overcome, the overcomeness, the story that God if the devil had had his way, it would not have been. It would have been the end of a thing instead of the beginning of a thing. Come on. I'm Coach Deb, your host. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to tune in each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 to 6 p.m. for my radio talk show, I'm Not Okay Why, on Really Real Radio. And of course, you know what I'm Not Okay Why really your show is about. We talk about the things that we're not okay with in our community. That's the Black community. We talk about the secrets that you sweep under the rug and the things that you're ashamed to talk about. Well, we bring it all out. It's raw and uncut. And we first got to heal our own community, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me today. We've got to heal as a community. And then that can be unity in the community. Yeah. Once again, remember, y'all, to love yourself, love everybody, and be an example. Have yes. an amazing day. Yeah.